Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. We are up to episode 16. My name is Kyle, and as with me as always is CJ. How are you, sir? Are we 16 or 19? Did I say 16? I meant 19. No, we're episode 19. Yeah, it was episode 19. I thought I said 19. No, no, you said 16, but we're going to leave it and you're going to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, but we are. <laughs> we are in episode 19. We are, we are down the rabbit hole. Let's go. <laughs> How are you, Kyle? Now that you know what episode we're on. Uh, I, well, I think that introduction sums it up. <laughs> if, I, if I did do it wrong. That's too funny. Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a week. Yeah, me same here. But, uh, same here. Uh, it's yeah. just been a little a little much but you know it's it's the weekend it's coming into the weekend so uh, i'm excited about that um anything interesting happened this week that you feel that you should share <laughs> yes actually um do you, do you have anything of of interest what do you mean like before i get to my like no you usually come up with some some fun news did you come up with anything this week oh no i don't have any fun news this week actually was a busy week so uh i was more focused on the work end and uh family end because you know we we had a potential exposure to covid and we're trying to figure all that out and so kind of like put my focus on that at that moment so i don't have any interesting news um so yeah so if you had anything interesting, please share. Sure. Um, I'm not a big Neil Young fan, but uh, Neil Young uh, came out with uh, a new album, or not, not a new album, but a, a release of an album um, called Noise and Flowers. It came out uh, today, I believe. Um, and then today's August 5th, also released today, is um, a little snippet of... Victor Wooten's new album, which I thought I would play just a little bit of. Really? So, yes. So, his album doesn't come out until either the 23rd or the 26th, but um, he he released a, um, a little simple teaser track um, called Just In Time featuring Justin Chancellor, who is the bass player for Tool, I believe. Yes, the bassist for Tool. That's cool. So, yes, I thought I'd play a little bit of that. Yeah, please do. So this is just in time, and I'll put the link into the to the. He released it on YouTube, so I'll put the, that link um, in the show notes. So this is just in time, featuring Justin Chancellor of Tool. kind of interesting um what time signature was that that is very interesting yeah it was first of all, it was a little different than some of the stuff that he's done in the 
past. Very different Very than different. the stuff he's done in the past. And yep. So and I think, from what I understand, a lot of the tracks are going to feature other bass players. So I'm wondering if he's going to be kind of doing stuff in the style of these bass players that he's pulling in. So this is very much not his style. So right, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, no, I was exact. I was thinking the exact thing. I'm like, that's totally, it definitely has a. I'm not saying it's Tool, but it definitely has the feel of the Tool baseline from the bassist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the interesting thing is, it's it's as far as I can tell, it's three basses. It's Victor, Steve Bailey, and Justin Chancellor playing. And drums. So the hard thing about doing that is trying to fit all of that low-end stuff into a track without it sounding muddy takes a little bit of planning, and you got to you know really figure out who's playing what end and that sort of thing. So wait, so there's only wait, hold on a second. So there's three bassists and a drummer. Three bassists and a drummer, as far as I can tell. So who is using a pedal? Or, yeah, it sounds like something. It, it, I think it might have been Steve Bailey on his six string, but I don't know that for sure. Interesting, because yeah. it almost came across as like a keyboard riff, and then when yeah, you listen to it a or, little bit, or more, even a guitar riff, right? And you listen to it more, it, it doesn't, it doesn't come across that way as it gets deep more into it. So is he is he going? Th- it's it's going to be interesting to see more as as a. Uh, as the album comes out, I'm sure they'll share more information. But yep, definitely, yep. definitely a great way to tease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, outside of <laughs> outside of Neil Young and uh, the Victor Wooten tease, did you have you been listening to anything specific besides probably the person we're going to talk about? Yeah, just just Anna Popovich, who we're talking about tonight, that and Robert Randolph. Uh, I'm still kind of stuck on him, his stuff. So, uh, and and then uh, while I was kind of hanging out this afternoon, I was reintroduced to an artist that I'm I, I forgot about that I need to do some exploring. Uh, but Guthrie Govan, who is a guitarist, I I remember hearing about Guthrie, I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, probably about ten, fifteen years ago. And I've forgotten about him, and I just happened to to be going through YouTube, and Rick Beato brought him up again, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot about him. I got to go check him out again." So I'm gonna check him out this week, and you know, get back into his stuff. So I I have never listened to him um, unless we at some point were sitting and you shared it with me, but I don't recall. I don't think no. I ever did. But um, no. A guitarist in in what genre of music? If we want to label him, he's uh, rock and fusion. Okay, so. that's cool. Any any clips or anything you want to share? Because we're going to be talking about Adam. We'll uh, share later. I honestly haven't. I didn't pull anything um, for tonight, just because I don't. I'll I'll pull something up quick in, in Spotify. Just I'll pull up his uh, his one or two big hits. Um, this is called Bad Asteroid. This is uh, his biggest hit on Spotify.
So it's that was for me. I'm kind of on the jazzier side, but uh, the stuff that I was listening to earlier uh, in the video that Rick Beato was talking about, much more fusion type jazz, uh, fusion rock kind of stuff, or not even fusion rock, but um, kind of like dream theater esque, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's progressive got, like, rock, maybe. Yeah, no, definitely. I could totally see myself sitting down and listening to that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very cool. And that's he plays with a group called the Aristocrats. So that was one of their... I've their, heard um, of the Aristocrats, tunes. and I don't know... I'm not talking about the Disney film, the Aristocats, but <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> but I definitely remember hearing of a group called the Aristocrats. So um, yeah. that may be more where that would... That's more familiar to me. But Cool. That's cool, though. It's always nice to be reinvent, reintroduced or, or to somebody, you know... Like forgetting and go, yeah. oh man, I used to listen to them all the time, and just then you mm-hmm. get stuck on them for three or four weeks because you can't seem to turn them off. <laughs> yep, and I'll I'll put the Rick Beato um, video in there too, just because he talked about them and uh, the, the stuff that he was talking about. He, uh, Guthrie did a, a couple of videos years ago where he was just soloing over the top of like jam tracks, uh, which unbelievably good. So. That's awesome. I'll put that video in there as well, and I'll link some of those those trick those uh, YouTube um, videos as well. That's very cool. So, what about you? Anything uh, interesting? Anything that you're listening to? So, uh, not really. Um, I did, ironically, same thing. I kind of continued on with the Robert Randolph and the Family Band. I actually played some songs for a friend of mine to see if it was of interest to them. So, I got a little bit of interest, but not saying that the person's going to go on and, uh, you know definitely listen to them but um Mm -hmm. it was that was that was what i was listening to and then what else was i listening to oh it's been a weird week and i can't remember daft punk again partially because my son's starting to get into some of their songs which i think is really funny Mm -hmm. and you know my son's five years old so i didn't anticipate him to get into them but there's a couple of songs that he likes, so I just was like, all right, I'm going to continue to listen to this stuff. And then um, I had uh, a friend who listens, and we were sharing that, you know, when we cook, we, we liked, like we, we were talking about with Jess, like I like to listen to music when I cook, and I typically listen to Nat and Cole or Frank Sinatra, DMR, stuff that that I could sit and sing to while I'm cooking and get in, in into and and we were talking about how we wanted to bring the families together and and do like a like we would her and I would sit and we would cook for the family and stuff like that and I was saying that we need to play this play this play this and she's like can we play some Busta Rhymes and some Wu-Tang Clan and that mind you <laughs> I know the groups I I just I never listened to them so I definitely threw them up on uh, I, I sh- uh through Apple Music and listened to them and um though and it's funny though it's not my go-to genre of music i'm my problem is is and i think we spoke about this again with jess a little bit is we tend to break down the music differently than other people when you're a musician yeah and i'm breaking Mm -hmm. down their music and i'm trying to and I'm probably overthinking the breakdown of their music. And I'm not saying what they're doing is not technically cool. I'm not saying that at all. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I, I'm either overthinking it or I just, re- I don't right. like it. And I just, I can't, and you know, I don't, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try again. And I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to it again. Um, 
And for those who are out there that, that do listen to them, please, you know, share any albums that you feel are worth listening to that, that would, you know, really get me into the groove of the music. So, uh, so I was listening to some of that. And then uh, earlier today, I kind of threw on like nineties essentials, you know, when they have those playlists, like eighties essentials. Mm-hmm. And then, so I throw up nineties yep. essentials and then you get like, you know, um, what was it? Wonderwall. What is that the name of it from Oasis or one? Mm-hmm. And, and all, yep. yeah, so all yep. those type songs. And then, uh, that for some odd reason took me to postmodern jukebox. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, because they, there was a song that came up in the, it was in, in the nineties playlist. I was like, Oh, I really want to listen to postmodern jukebox. Oh, it's no diggity black, uh, black, uh, black street, black street boys or black street. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so bad. I can't remember the names of the groups, but they did the song, no diggity and postmodern Ju- jukebox did that song. And I'm like, okay, now I want to listen to postmodern mm-hmm. jukebox. And it's amazing how, <laughs> many songs they have done as a group and i know we've spoken about them pro- before that sometimes mm-hmm. you listen to and you're just like i like this better than the original like i like how they took the song yep. and and changed it up it's, and you know the melody line but it just it fits it's it's like disturbed doing sound of silence we both agree that in a sense it was it felt like it was written for them. It was like Paul Simon wrote it back yeah. in the 70s. They recorded it. And then, but they were like, you know, somebody in the future is going to do this song and they're going to kill it. And that's what Disturbed did was they kind of killed it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they sure it's, did. Uh, so it was kind of like, it was very all over the place type of week, just like the week was outside of music was just all over the place. So the, my mm-hmm. uh, jumping around music kind of fit uh, outside of that. Not much of anything else. You know, I listen to Anna a little bit. That's cool. You know, I listen to Anna a little bit just to kind of get her in my ear and to kind of hear her sound. I listen to one, her live album. So, um, oh, good. Which I'm sure you'll talk about because I know that live is your yep. your way to go. Live is my thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But and 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 I'm trying to be more. Uh, not I can't think of the word. I'm trying to to push myself to listen to more of the live stuff. And and kind of mm-hmm. use that as my jumping point, just from our discussions. And and so I'm yeah. hoping that you know moving forward, I'll, I'll gravitate towards the live, and then go to those other albums after I listen to the live albums. Um, yeah, nice. yeah. Because I I agree with you. You get a different feel of the uh, of the group, mm-hmm. right? You know, you totally do. You get a different feel yep, of the group. Do. Yeah. So I'm going to stop, collaborate, and listen. Yes, they totally brought those lyrics in. And what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do next? I don't know. <laughs> All right. But I'm going to ice, ice um, baby. One thing <laughs> that I... I <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I forgot to bring up last week, and I we, I touched on it after we finished recording. Um, I was going through my list of, of Robert Randolph songs. I went, oh, yes. I forgot to play Good Lovin' by Robert Randolph. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. I, I, I've been listening to it all week so I'm just gonna play a little snippet in here of of Good Lovin' by Robert Randolph
It's amazing how they can take a fun song and make it even more fun. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. It, <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's 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 such a fun song as it is, and then you're just like, how is that possible? No, they 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 yep. totally did it. They yep. made it happen. They yeah, they did. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Anna Popovich. Now, um, just as a reminder to those who are listening, Anna Popovich popped up on a suggestion feed for you. Is that what it was? Uh, it was an email list from the Iridium. Okay. Which is a, a club in New York City. So I'm still on their mailing list. I don't know. I, I, there's no reason to get rid of them. I mean, because they've they now show me new artists that are I've never heard right. of. So that's that's how I found her. It was just there was just a list of who was coming, and I went. I know none of these people. I need to find out who some of these people are. So there was a list of about eight or ten of them, and I went through them. And what was funny was the ones that I thought were going to be interesting turned out to be not. <laughs> um, and then, I, you know, and I was like, I, I, I kind of like, again judging a book by its cover. I looked through and I went Anna Popovich. Ah, I'm not going to like this. And I listened to it a little bit. I went, oh. I was wrong. I'm going to like this a lot. Right. So, but there was, um, I forget what it was. It was like, it was the New York, the New York ska all stars or something. I was like, Oh, I'm going to like this. And I was like, Oh, that didn't hit me at all. And I was, <laughs> it was weird. Cause I, I just assumed that that would be like right up my alley, but it wasn't. So, um, so I found her through the Iridium mailing list. Wow. Um, I forget when she's coming, um, to the Iridium. So she's coming to the Iridium soon. I don't know, remember when. Um, I think sometime in August. But um, yeah, so she's originally from Yugoslavia, born in 1976. So she is, that makes her what? She's 46. 46? She's young. Yep. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that because um, she's only a few years older than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so she started playing the guitar at the age of 14. Um, her, she was taught by her father initially, um, and just she. It was funny because she didn't really kind of get into it until she was, you know, almost in her twenties, and then um, then she started just kind of getting into it a lot. And in two thousand one, she was performing in Memphis, Memphis, in the May Festival alongside Bob Dylan, the Black Crows, and Ike Turner. And uh, five years after that, she officially left uh, Yugoslavia, and I, th- I believe she's living somewhere in the in the Tennessee area. Her her father was a blues is a blues artist. Yes, yes. but I don't I don't think he's I guess popular in the in the states. I don't know. I don't I think to, so. Either. His name is Milton Popovich, and th- yes. and apparently they have uh, they have some albums together. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, that, so that that would be interesting, interesting. to yeah. I I do. I'm gonna let, let continue doing what you're what you're saying because I I have a question, but I want to see if you go over it. Sure. Um. So yeah. So she does live in the in the Tennessee area. Um. She started living there in about 2012. In '99, she came out with her first album called Hush, and then she's released several out of albums since then. Um, and then she's she's had some some really uh, interesting guests um, on her her albums, Robin Ford, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, some really cool stuff. And her her style is has really, but you'll you'll hear that her her style has really kind of changed over the years. She went from I don't want to say strict blues, but kind of the blue stuff to incorporating more funk, soul, and jazz into her blues. So there's a horn section now in her band. The one thing I couldn't find um, in her stuff was. I couldn't find 
who's playing with her. I looked through her website and I couldn't I couldn't find any of her band members or who she's playing with. That's one thing that I couldn't find. But one of the things I love about her website is she does have like a press release page, which gives you her Instagram and her Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So all of that will be in the show notes. So if you're looking for that sort of thing or if you're looking for ways to get in touch and hire her, there will be that contact information in the show notes. So, yeah. What were you looking to, to for me to add? It, I, the question I have, and this was just out of curiosity, um, being that English was not her first language, do you mm-hmm. know how she learned it? Was it through? Because you know how like I don't you know, know how they talk about how Shakira and and um, outside of her tax evasion that she's dealing with right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know how true it is, but it, apparently it's in the news that she evaded tax. But and she stated that she learned English through the songs because she was trying to become popular or get her music into the States and knew that learning the songs or doing songs in English would be beneficial to her career, though uh, Latin music in a sense is very, very big as well. So I think it kind of like benefited mm-hmm. her on both sides. So I'm just curious if she learned it through it, uh, through learning blues with, you know, the music with her father and the title of her album with her father, apparently it's just one. It's called blue room. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it comes up in her discography that you were showing. Now, the funny I thing is it does think sh- it did show some information on the people that played with them and if you click on Anna's name it brings up this is on discogs d-i-s-c-o-g-s dot com I always forget to look there as a resource that's a great resource yeah um, it says she was a member of Pilotti P-I-L-O-T-I and a member of the band Hush yes right right and then um they don't really get into what was her first album? You said it was Hush. Hush. Yep. I'm just curious if it says anything about the band members. So the ma- band members on Hush, they do throw some people out there. You know, like drums is Steve Potts. Um, bass okay. guitar is Dave Smith. You know, so they have a few few names on here that that kind of. But I just. It was just like I said, I was just curious if you're going to hit that because mm-hmm. she, I mean, I know she's 46 now and the live version I heard, I listened to was not that old of, a, of an album, but her her um, enunciation, pronunciation of, of the English language in blues is very good, you know, yeah, and, and, really and you don't is. really hear an accent in her singing where like when Shakira sings, you can no. still get a little bit of her accent, which is fine. Like I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying anything, but like for her to do blues the way she's doing blues or performing blues, I should say is, you know, it's impressive. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Go. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I, for whatever reason, I didn't listen to, um, the blue room and I didn't realize that that was, um, her and her father. So I have to go back and listen to that one. We'll just have to pick a random song on it and, and just play it just a heck of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to do a timeline so. with her too? Like her first soul? Like yeah, I actually did that. I, I actually pulled the timeline. Nice. And I'm looking for... It looks like in Spotify it doesn't have Hush. That's kind of weird. There's uh, Hush is a German album of origin. So okay. I don't know if maybe that's why it's not on there. Could be because it was in Kobas. Let me pull up Kobas. 
Um, I don't usually use Cobuzz on the show because uh, a lot of the stuff in Cobuzz, it upsamples and it screws up the recording, so I have to be careful with what I when I play it through Cobuzz. It because uh, it, it sometimes it switches from forty four to forty eight kilohertz and uh, okay, okay, interesting. Now these blues songs, just because I am not much of a blues listener as you are, just from listening, do you, are they um, originals or is she doing? I think they are. I mean, I'm sure she's covered some, you know, standards that that are out there. But. Right. So this is from her album Hush, which came out in uh, 2002. This is called How the Mighty Have Fallen. So shit, that makes her what twenty six at that point. Uh, yes, I did the math yeah, using so, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so right there at twenty six, hard to tell that she's from Yugoslavia. I, I mean, I think, I mean, I in fact no. listening to her stuff, I couldn't figure out that she was from Yugoslavia. So. Yeah, the, the, what impressed me though is her 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 voice where it sits Mm. right where it sits and and we'll we'll talk more about it as you play more songs so on this album according according to this um the discogs uh she does vocals slide guitar lead guitar rhythm Mm -hmm. guitar um doesn't show that she's anything else outside of the the vocals and, and the acoustic and electric but i didn't realize she played slide guitar too that's very interesting yeah she yeah, and she's she's quite a good player too. She's she, yeah, no, she there's when you get to the live album, I'll, I'll remember. But there was a there was a song in the live album that played. It was like okay, that's that's impressive. I think it's just all instrumental too. It was just guitar. Well, her her yeah. playing guitar and then her her band, but uh, it was like a uh, it was almost like a thank you song to those guitarists that influenced her. Mm, interesting. I don't remember that one. So I hope, I hope you can figure out which one it is. I'll 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 look I'll I'll remember though because yeah but so okay so that was from Hush and then yep. her next album after Hush uh, two thousand three was Comfort to the Soul at least that's the one that I have next which of course Spotify doesn't have again I don't I don't how weird I guess, is I mean, that it might like, be the international stuff I guess the international labels because Cobuzz is is not 
is is bigger, I think, in in Europe and in that area. Um, so I, I wonder if that's that's part of the reason that we don't have all the stuff in one place. Let me. I'm going to go into Apple Music real quick just to see what albums come up and yeah. and see. Because so, I'm I'm looking side by side at Spotify and like uh, there's there's some albums there that I don't have in Cobas like there's uh, what is that an evening at something or other so there's Hush the on here Tris- okay so you have Hush there okay cool uh, in Spotify there is an evening at Trasimino Lake which is not in Cobas um, but the first two albums that I found in Cobas are not in Spotify so that's interesting so we will make sure that we link to her page on Spotify and Apple Music and wherever else just so mm-hmm. everybody can get access cuz the first yep. al- the album her first album on Apple is Hush which states 2002 like you said and then Comfort to the Soul which is 2003 Yep. And then she has And then I have 2005 Anna state so they don't have that on on here. Okay. But they do have... 2007 is still making history. Right. So the live album is okay. 2006, live from Amsterdam. That I don't have in Spotify or Cobas. Yeah. So that that's on... That's on so, wow. So what, well, let's do this. Let's keep going. I... I yep. She was... She's a... I, I think having that email sent out to you and have her come up, like I was listening to it going, okay, this is awesome, right? You know, this is, this is, mm-hmm. this is really, this, she's really good. She's talented. Um, and, and she, you know, I, I'm assuming blues is a male dominated genre of music. Like I think it is, you know, yeah. and to have someone like her come out and do what she does. I mean, there's a lot of amazing female artists out there, but I think they always get shadowed by oh, sure. the male performer. Yep. Absolutely. So, okay. So we're comfort for the soul is one that you were looking at. Yeah. So comfort for the soul. The, the track that I liked was uh, a track called don't bear down on me. First off, big difference. I, mean, I picked a kind of a mellower tune on, off our previous album, so much more guitar heavy. But you can start to hear that funk influence in some of the rhythm in there, which you didn't get in the first track. She is influenced by so many genres. Yes, yeah, she is. I'm I'm hoping to remember the name of the song because in that song, like she talks about how, and you could feel this song progress in such a way that you're like, okay, you can kind of hear the different artists that she's, she's thanking. 
So I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna let you continue sharing. I'm gonna see if I can find the song. Sure, sure. So from there, and, and I have to say, you know, one of the, the difficult things with this is, um, you know, we found her last week. So I mean, she's got you know almost 20 years of music at this point. Right. You know, trying to fit all of that into a week uh, was was not easy. So the next one I have, um, I don't know what album came out next, but I have Anna in 2005. Is that the next one that you have? No, no, I um, I don't have that actually on Apple Music. The the okay, yeah, cool. that's it skips to this uh, live album that I was talking about. Gotcha. So this is actually a live album as well. Um, really good album. Not my favorite live album, but um, it was a very good, very good album. This is a, a track called My Man. Thank you for being with us and being such a wonderful audience right here in Amsterdam. It's great to see all these people again. Thank you so very much, my friends and my family and everybody for coming here. This is beautiful. We want to rock some more for you guys. This one is from Mark. which I'm not sure I'm going to leave in for the, the actual end recording, but that was the first time you really hear her accent. Yes, in the singing, but you definitely hear it while she's speaking, which is, Absolutely, you know, yeah. and, and it's it's fun to hear. I, I, I love hearing accents that just so, mm-hmm. but even her accent, excuse me, is not that heavy. No, not at all. You know, which which is interesting. And now, I, you know, that could just be because of her, you know, over time doing her best to kind of project the the english better but it's just it's not mm-hmm. that heavy so that was 2005 you said and that was live that was 2005 yep so yep. i have a 2006 uh, album that's coming up on apple music that's live in amsterdam so well what's funny is that one is, is live in amsterdam as well so okay let me maybe uh, it's just different let's say let me ask you this um if you have the album up is and this is my misunderstanding of what she said but is the sixth mm-hmm. track navajo moon yeah, it is okay so navajo moon is a cover of a stevie ray Vaughan song 
but the way she okay. the way she spoke, it sounded like she was talking about other artists as well, and I I must have misunderstood. But if you listen to whole the whole live album, you see the different you can see you hear the different influences of rock, blues, and all that stuff in her mm-hmm. playing. But Navajo Moon was the one song that kind of like stuck out to me when she started playing it. So I don't know if you want to bring that up and play it. Yeah, so let's, it's, let's it's, bring that up. Yeah, and 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 just looking at track number ten is Jaco, which I think is a Jaco Pistorius tribute. Yes. Yes, and so. I think that's what happens as as she goes along. There's there's some tributes there, um, but I think this is the same album. I just think on Apple Music it says 2006 instead of 2005. Gotcha. All right. So this is Navajo Moon. Right. Everybody feeling all right? You know what? We're gonna break it down a little bit. What I'm gonna do now is play a song for you from my last record. What I wanted to do is make a tribute to the guitar players that influenced my work through the years. Mr. Steve Ray Vaughan, Mr. Ronnie Earl. Now, I wrote this one for them. It's called Navajo Moon. Wanna hear it? Did she say she wrote this one for them? Yep, she did. But it, it reads that it's a cover. And I don't, that's, it's a Stevie Ray Vaughan cover. I think there's misinformation. I think we need to do a little research. Let play it, and I'm gonna do a little yep. research to see anything. Sure. Yeah. yeah. different feel than you know a lot of the other stuff that we've played so far her her the way she spans the different genres is is really impressive yes and if you listen to the whole song it does start to change and feel as you go through it it is not mm-hmm. a cover whoever i read had the wrong information so like i said it's a song written for the artists that influence her and that because of the and you can hear the progress in it, progression in the song kind of like the song contemporary that you played from little charlie and the nightcats where it kind of flips mm-hmm. like it doesn't flip that hard like really quickly but like there's a progression where it kind of starts getting a little heavier um but just overall it was a, it was a good song it really caught my eye and there's no uh, caught my ear and there was no um there's no vocals to it it's just all instrumental so i want to go back just for a second because i think that a lot of the stuff on on this live album comes from her 2003 album comfort of the soul um i have a little bit of information about that so her 2000 re- release 2003 release comfort to the soul uh jim Gaines and david z who have worked with other rock blue rock blues rockers including steve ray vaughn santana and johnny lang had roles in recording and mixing both albums so right there there's your link to stevie ray vaughn santana right, right so yeah they, so and then it says five of Pavlovich's sparkling originals shine on comfort to the soul, including her homage to the tragic life of jazz bassist Jaco Pistorius, inspired by a book she read as well as the album's opening track, Don't Bear Down on Me, which we played. 
Um, she also inspired incentive covers of Helen Wolf sitting on top of the world and Steely, Dan- Steely Dance night by night. So you can see, like, you know, Steely Dan, Jaco Pistorius, like, right there, two separate different genres. And then you got, you know, the, the, the guys who worked with Steve Ray Vaughan and Santana working on her album. So there was a lot of influences all over the place. And I think that's amazing, or I should say it's it's a very Victor Wooten thing to do where you're mm-hmm. thanking the artists that influence you through music. Yeah. I mean, she's writing songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's very cool. That is very cool. Yep. And and I'm, I'm surprised she's not as popular as she potentially could be, but that also could go to what we spoke about a, a few of times how the genres mm-hmm. play a factor like her music's not being played on the radio unless you're probably listening to serious radio or you're streaming it you know through your car and mm-hmm. it happens to come up into the mix because you're listening to blues or you're listening to somebody that and then they suggest her as a as an as an artist but uh right. she's very talented i i'm yeah she really is i think she's gonna go on my list of 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 go to to listen to periodically you know. Oh, nice. I I like her voice and I like her playing and I love the fact that it's very. Uh, um, she spans. I think even though she's blues, she is influenced by so much that she brings that all into mm-hmm. her playing. So it's not yep. blues like like we were listening to uh, with Little Charlie and I Cats, but it's blues in her way. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And I think the other the other interesting thing is because she is female, we don't have a lot of that blues tradition here, and it's it's unique that I mean she's I I, I don't really know very many blues female blues artists. It's interesting that she came from where she came from right. from Yugoslavia playing the blues, you know, and and I think she's she's doing a, a, a great job of of filling that hole in the genre that we have, where there aren't I mean I, I guess. Earlier, there were a lot of females right. that drove. They were influencing, you know, blues. Yes. But like, right. But right now, there's really no artist, female artists that I know of that are really pushing the blues forward. Um, and I think she's doing a good job of doing that. We may have to do a little research on this and see what other popular female blues artists are out there. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're out there. I mean, but again, it's like we're not we're not being. They're not being pushed to the front. No, know? and I agree with you. Like, you know how you type into Spotify or you type into uh, anywhere and you get, you know, similar artists. So for for mm-hmm. me uh, on Apple Music, I'm getting uh, an artist, Joanne Shaw Taylor. I don't know her yeah. name. I got to check her out. Uh, Danny Wilds, mm-hmm. Samantha Fish. Those are the only three. Hold on. Let me make sure before I say that to myself. Those, those are the first three female artists. The other artists that come mm-hmm. up after them: Walter Trout, Tommy Castro, Joe Bonamassa, Albert Cummings, mm-hmm. Coco Montoya, and then they, there's another another female artist, another one, another one, and then you go back into the list of male artists. So just even mm-hmm. on the similar artists, there's not as many female artists. Right there, or female vocalist, or or whatever we want to say in, in in that end of it. So, it is. It's very interesting. So I, I'm gonna have to check out these uh these other names and see who's here and what's what. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So let's move along. Yeah. The next album I have is uh, Still Making History, which came out in 2007. And uh, I'm going to play a track called You Complete Me. And what's interesting, I, I don't know if there's any correlation here, but um, it's not Y-O-U Complete Me. It's the letter yes. U. No idea why that is, but it makes me think on the album Palm Mystery by Victor Wooten, the song Miss You is Miss the letter U. U. Right. I don't know why, but so this is called You Complete Me. this one and it happens to be the title track which i think is is great um and she's another one of those people we were talking about robert randolph last week who puts her albums together very well you know she does that very well but what i love about the the opening of this like the sound of the guitar the sound of her voice and if you listen carefully there's not just one sound of the guitar. So when you open up the track, it's it's a very much screaming blues in your face. But then if you listen again, there's this like kind of the rhythm guitar. It's a much different sound. Just take a listen again, just so you can hear the difference between the opening guitar and then the, the actual backing guitar, which I think is a really interesting relationship. <laughs> I don't know how to describe that that rhythm guitar other than like a, it's like a, it's like a porn track. <laughs> I don't know how else it's like, to describe it's, it's it. It's got it's like that, a wah on it, a wah. wah yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, it's interesting, yep. and, and 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 it's you know it's funny because it still has a blues feel to it, but it's genres mm-hmm. as rock the album, and that's what blows my mind yep. with this whole. I, I'm I'm still it, there's still curiosity there. I gotta I gotta do some research on it, but that does that's neither here nor there. Yes, no, I agree with you. There's that really cool like it comes in, and then it's just like boom, there's a change. It's but you still have that rock feel mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next album I got is uh, 2009 Blind for Love, um, and this uh, track. Let me find Blind for Love. Hang on. Uh, there it is. And the track I got here that I liked was a track called Steal Me Away. I saw it coming 
through the door Didn't ask you why you're here Oh, you're looking for So there's your steel, your your slide guitar right there, you know. Right. And that was it was just interesting. I I had never heard her play the acoustic guitar before, and you got there you go right there slide acoustic guitar, right. And I I think it's interesting that the cover of the album actually has, um, I'm sure it's not raised, but it has Braille at the bottom of the album artwork. Mm, yeah, interesting. I didn't notice yeah. that. Very. Uh, and what I also didn't notice is uh, there's a track on here called "Lives That Don't Exist." Four million plays on Spotify. I didn't notice that huh. before. So she's getting she's she's out there. So there's forty million. There's yeah. all right. We can't assume that that's four million individual listeners. So just for the heck of it, right. because we don't know the percentage, let's knock that down to two million. So there's two million people that mm-hmm. are listening to her. Yeah. Right. It's a mm-hmm. decent amount of people listening to her, but I feel like there could be more. Right, and I, 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 yeah, I do too. And I think, I mean, she is from Yugoslavia, and they're looking at her tour list. She's got a lot of stuff going on in Europe. So, right. and we've talked about this before. You know, the the British rock movement has a much better appreciation for guitar stuff than we do here in the states. So that's part of it too. I think that, I think she's probably more popular out there. That's very true. Um, despite living here in the states, right? You know. Right. No, and I get what you're saying. And I feel like when it comes to concerts or performances in the States, we tend to see more of a repetitiveness of what has been done before because that's, you know, so for example, we both love Billy Joel. We're not insulting Billy Joel Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form, but they keep throwing up concerts into Madison Square Garden. Like he's got his 86 performance and I understand he has a residency with them. So I understand that's part Mm -hmm. of it. Like I'm not putting anything, you know, and he's always going to sell out. He's always going to have people listening to him because he's, he's spanned the decades of, of music. Um, Mm -hmm. But even him as a genre, he doesn't fit into one genre. You know, he may be, blues he may be rock he may have some jazz mm-hmm. i mean he's one of the few that have inf- that have fused multiple genres together so it's interesting to see someone like him doing what he's doing and being popular at it for decades mm-hmm. where she's you know you just got an email with her name on it and that's what came up in front of you. And that's why you're listening to her now. Right. You know, yeah. uh, it's, it's a, I, it's a very strange thing to, it's a strange thing to me. And maybe I'm just overthinking, but it's still just a strange thing to me. Yeah. And just for fun, because I don't remember, I mean, I've listened to her stuff a lot this last week and you know, I'm bad with titles. I just want to listen to a little bit of lives that don't exist. This is the one that has 4 yeah, million do plays. It. Absolutely. Sweet, sweet, unbearable lives that don't exist. 
of a game you can't resist A sweet, sweet, unbearable Lives that don't exist I make you or break you Like the even care I wanna be out in intense A child playing a fair got a lot of funk that's what it is it's got a lot of yeah, funk. It's, it's very funky that's a very sure funky does. song that that's that's why it's got so many hits it's got it's got some it's got a groove to it yeah yeah i you know her her voice i like her voice it's very unique I, it, it, it yeah. kind of yeah, reminds sure me of shakira's in a, in a way with certain songs that she sings because of the fact that they both have accents and i guess it's the way they cover the accent in a sense when they're singing um if they're covering it but i do like her voice i also like the fact that it's not this high-pitched voice so there's it's like she's got like a middle of the road tone like it's yeah it's like i i wouldn't call it soprano i wouldn't call it i, I don't know where to place it but it's it would sit more in the alto range i'm sure you yeah, because she's definitely got a depth to yeah. it. I don't. That's what it is. She's got depth but she's to not, her voice. I don't think she's a true alto though. No, I think she. I, don't, I wouldn't yeah. call her a true alto. I agree, but she's so. got some depth to her voice, and I and I like it. And it it almost sounds to what Jess said. It's a very natural sound to her. Yeah. Like yeah. like even though her father taught her how to play, I don't think he taught her how to sing. If he did, I mean, he mm. did, he did. But the th- what I'm saying is, is like. It feels like, hey, I'm gonna teach you guitar, and you do your thing with it, and, and just and just go, and and that's what it sounds like she did, right. and she found her voice, and she has a good voice, and I think mm-hmm. it's just an it sits naturally. Yeah. The one note that I did make about this album, um, the only note that I made about the albums was for comparing all of her albums. This is a much mellower album than all of her other albums, I think. Um, the a lot the more blind for love type stuff, yeah. Oh wow! I wouldn't get it yeah, from that I, song. I just, <laughs> yeah, me neither. But I, uh, that's that's the note I specifically wrote. That note it says I, I wrote much more mellow album. So that's I guess when I was listening to it, that's what I thought. So that's interesting. All right, so let's keep moving along. So the next one that was uh, Blind for Love. The next one is Unconditional. So let me pull up Unconditional. She has oh, some fantastic is. album covers. She does. Yeah, yeah, she sure does. Uh, what we do? Voodoo Woman is on. We're doing for you here. Voodoo Woman. There it is. Uh, good track. Voodoo Woman. They call me the Voodoo Woman, and I know the reason.
I mean, there we go back to you know that blues, and and she's starting to get a little grit in her voice. And she is. You know, now I think she's she's starting to explore that you know more traditional blues sound. And I think some of that has to do with I think it was 2012 that she moved to the states. I think that's what I remember reading. So you know, once you get into the states and you start getting surrounded by that blues sound, right. I right. think she's now starting to pull in some more of that true American blues sound into her voice. Right. She uh, and and I, I make the comment about the album covers because she's actually a, a very attractive looking woman. Um, and she just, the album covers are mainly her and, and she looks, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's modeled before, but she looks like she's, but she's, she's very model-esque in these things. So I was curious of her height. She's only five, eight. She's my height. So, oh, wow. I mean, I, 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 just from her pictures, I thought she was this like, she was standing almost at six foot, you know? So that, yeah, it, she looks, yeah. she has a very, she like, looks a, she looks like a lot when you look than... at some of her live photos she stands tall it could i mean i don't know if she's i didn't look to see if she's wearing heels in them but she stands tall like she commands your presence her pre um yes she commands the stage so well and that's the compliment to her like that's why i made the Mm comment comment um so she does she commands that stage like she really you could hear it in the song when she plays but like you just she's Mm -hmm. there she's right there Yep. That's cool. So yep. that was from Unconditional. and Unconditional was 2011. And then I have a gap. So I was I, I do all my stuff in Cobas, as you know. Um, so in Cobas, I have a gap from 2011 until 2020. Oh, wow. Now looking at Spotify, yeah, I don't have the hometown. I don't have the live at... Um, the one live album there. So there's live there's for trilogy, live. Trilogy volume one, two, and three. There's Trilogy 2016. So I have after 2011 on Apple Music, I have Trilogy full album 2016, mm-hmm. and then it jumps to 2018, Like It on Top, and then yep. the last album that I see that would be available to me is Live for Life. It's I don't know yes. where it is takes place, but it just says Live for 2020. Life. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I've I've missed 2012, 2013. The Blue Room is at 2015. I just didn't listen to that album yet because um, it was not in her full discography. It was just kind of a I, I play on this album kind of thing. And I didn't see any of the trilogies. I didn't see Like It on Top. So let's just explore real quickly Hometown um, because that's, that would be the next one. This is from 2012. And we'll just go with the the, the most uh, plays on the track, which is Game of Love, which is the first track. Nice. Which is probably because someone grabbed the, the first track and went, now let's check this out so game of love off of the album hometown that baseline i mean even the the drum drums in the background it's just
Okay, so here's a couple interesting things with this one. First off, first time we hear horns that I can remember. And it's it's got much more of a funk gospel type feel. Like 70s funk. Um, and again, yeah. So here's the interesting thing. I, I, can you see this album? In, no. In Apple Music? <laughs> I cannot. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, th- this one, it's it's on the top. It says "Hush," which is the the name. I thought I read somewhere. Uh, yes. Yeah, so here, Marian Blues mentioned Kalijah Wells. Where is it? Popovich recorded her debut album with "Hush" in 1999. This looks like that debut album, even though it was released in 2012. So it the band is titled. The, the top of the album is the word "Hush." Uh, and the picture on it looks very 90s. I, I, so I'm wondering if this is her original album from 99. Maybe it's a re-release of the album. Yeah, that's what I'm. Maybe thinking. they didn't have it digital, and it was, and it shows like so. Yep. I searched it to see if I can bring it up on Google, and mm-hmm. it says Spotify and YouTube Music. It doesn't show it anywhere else. Interesting. So I'm wondering if maybe it was the album that she did back in 2000, back whenever and it just never went digital and now it's digital. 99. yeah 99 and it was that's what i'm it's thinking it's a digital yeah. release of 2012 which which would make sense yep you know it's really funny though so we were talking about her accent you can hear it in this and this is 1999 and, and that's yeah that's what i was thinking i think this is the you know that was that so but also yeah. it's more on so in opera music, in classical, there's a recitative, as we know, where uh, mm-hmm. you the it almost sounds like a spoken word on the same note the whole entire time, and then they go into right. the actual big piece, their big solo. It almost it's almost yeah, the aria. The aria, thank you. The, so this is almost that same way where she's kind of doing like a little bit of a recitative in the beginning, so it's kind of spoken mm-hmm. word. So her spoken word, you hear the accent, but then she goes into the to the chorus of the bridge and it's like okay there's more accent like when she's singing it comes out yeah it's it's and it's very cool because she handles it very well like i'm listening mm-hmm. for it on purpose but i think if i wasn't listening for it i wouldn't have caught it right so but right. it's amazing because if that's 1999 and we're listening to albums that are 10 years later it's even cleaner as she's mm-hmm. gotten she's matured in her yeah. music yep yep that's very cool and then 2013 um, is an album called, I lost the title. Can, oh, you, can s- you Stand the Heat? Yeah. So this is um, this is one of the ones, in fact, when I introduced you to her last week, this was the, the track that I played for you. And what's interesting is I didn't even notice that I didn't listen to this song other than the live version while I was doing my, my, my research on her. Right. So, this is the title track to the album, Can You Stand the Heat? And then what we'll do is we'll compare it to the live one um, afterwards. So here's Can You Stand the Heat, the studio version off of Can You Stand the Heat? First impression, baby, can you stand the heat? Tell us, speak with a dry throat, stand the still and shake your knees. All these drugs, please, the insecurity, I had left free. On the cover, crowd, yeah, 
2013 and I needed to do some research on this because immediately when I heard the horn section I went that is Tower of Power that sounds to me like their horn section what's the name of the album and again? I don't remember can you stand the heat All right, so I, I don't I it's her I'm look I'm on her website um, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking to see so um, there's a lot of information on her website about the album so I think we should link her website uh, so Absolutely. Yeah. Can you stand the heat? This is what it has. Can you stand the heat? Is Anna's second album for artists exclusive records with heat. The blues guitar sensation brings a daring album of full old school funk and bluesy grooves in the vein of Albert King, Albert Collins, and War. And then it goes. The album is recorded at Ardent Studios in Memphis and features some of Memphis's finest players, including John Williams on bass, Al Green from Al Green, Harold Smith on rhythm guitar, the Bow Keys on horn. And Tony Coleman, BB King from DBB King on drums. Um, so the album was produced by Tony Coleman, Tommy Sims, and Anna Popovic. Okay. And then, and just looking, I'm looking at the the track listing. I was wrong. It's not Tower of Power, but that horn section yeah. to me sounds so much well, like you know, Tower of Power. Yeah, it's it's it's. Um, but there's a lot of great information on on this this thing. So even with with hometown, it it doesn't state that it's a digital. It is on iTunes, ironically, but it's just because because it's under mm-hmm. Hush, it's not under Anna. It's really weird, but yeah. Gotcha. So we'll okay. we'll link Anna's website so you can check out her music, and it gives you a breakdown of all of her albums and a lot of great information. So that that'll probably help when you're deciding what to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. And just for fun, let's just, just so we play them back to back. This is the live version of Can You Stand the Heat? Yeah, definitely. seven years later so you know it's great to see I mean, one of the things that we've always talked about she's been around 20 years her voice has not really changed right. I don't hear much damage in the voice it's that just, brings me to the yeah, fact that she just awesome. has this natural placement she um yep so the trilogy album 
mm-hmm. is three le- three albums in one. It focuses on gotcha. blues, jazz, and funk tunes produced by Grammy Award winner Ooh. Warren White- Riker. Ooh. Right, but here's the best thing: guest appearances include Joe Bonamassa, I, I just Robert yep. Randolph, and Robert Randolph, I Bernard Birdie, Cody Dickinson and rapper Al Capone. So it's a wide range of uh, genre of music right there. And, um, yeah, like I said, this, 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 uh, has great, uh, breakdown of the albums here. What, what was the live album that that was on? Can't stand the, that was uh, live for live or live for live. So live for live basically was, they played, she played with her six band members live in France because they just loved playing Mm -hmm. live. And that's why they recorded the mm-hmm. album. Yeah, I read somewhere that that it was to celebrate, you know, basically twenty years of right, her career. Exactly. What I what I love too, and and uh, there was only one other musician that ever, you know, I'm not saying that other musicians don't do this. There's not much of a difference from her studio to her live. Yes. So when you listen to her, and we were talking about that with Robert Randolph, Robert Randolph, yeah. and uh, Billy Joel is big on that too. Uh, I don't remember if mm-hmm. you were the one who told me the story. But someone asked Billy Joel, and and I think it may have been on his that album that came out there where the fourth the fourth CD was like um, a master glass at a college, and he talks about how mm-hmm. someone asked him why he doesn't play thi- why he plays things the exact same way he recorded them, and then he goes, well, I'm not going to get up there and play piano man as polka music, you know. He goes, I'm going to do it the same way right. or whatever he he used, but he said he does his best to do what he does. Of course, live gives you a different element and you can jam and you can do this. And I'm sure mm-hmm. she could jam. Like, I'm sure she can jam. Yeah. But um, it's nice to hear live and hear the studio and go, yes. <laughs> like, it just, yep. it just feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I think another another group that, that is the same way, um, although slightly different, is Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. I remember listening to, to him talk about that. He says that he wants every album that he writes, every you know full album, he wants to be able to take that full album out on tour. And one of the hardest ones for him to do was Live at the Quick because he had like bassoon right. and English right. horn on it. And it's like trying to get those people to go out on tour with you and you know get that, you know that's where, the, where he got into the trouble where it's like how do you find a, a bassoon player who's comfortable in the jazz, you know, genre and is okay with improvising right you know but he specifically has said i want to be able to play any song that i've ever written live in concert and he I be loves able to walk up and just pick it out of a hat and, go, and he loves to have his family members in the first two rows <laughs> <laughs> sure does at least when he's in new york so <laughs> that's too good she's you know for just because i'm interested okay sorry. no 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 go ahead do your thing no, no, I was, I was just going to say, just because I'm interested, I need to hear the a little bit of the Joe Bonamassa one and the Robert do Randolph it, one. Do it. So, let's do train with uh, with Joe Bonamassa. Step on 
different feel her band is so good and the backup singers are so good <laughs> yeah yeah they are oh man that's uh, I, that out of left field i didn't expect that at all all right so let's hear a little bit of hook me up with uh with robert randolph just because i'm interested expected very much the same feel as the as the early ones so still she she mellowed out a little bit in 2016 a little bit yeah that's amazing she's all over the she's all over the world starting uh august 7th she started in france coming back to us she's going to greece and turkey then greece and france switzerland then she's in the u.s for a stint she's at the iridium she's even in daryl's house from um Hall and Oates, Daryl, you know that? Do you know about that place? Mm-hmm. She's yep. playing there. Yep. And, uh, I, I I know a little bit about it. I know Sister Hazel does has done a couple yeah. gigs there. I'm, I'm a big Sister our, Hazel Our friend fan, Darren so. that uh, we were considering of trying to get him to, to talk on here, our friendly audiophile, he's a huge fan of Daryl's place because mm. he's a huge Daryl oh, uh, nice. Hall, uh, uh, Hoots and all. Oh, my goodness. There. See? Lost it. Um, Hall and Oates <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> you you made it pretty far this week. I, I got pretty yeah pretty far. It's definitely the end of uh <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's she is she's all like literally and and this is not the sake to sound funny. She's all over the world. But her mm-hmm. she's yep. very heavy overseas. Yeah. Blow you know and and especially in France and Germany. Mm-hmm. Huh. We need to we need to create a festival called Turn on the Music and just have a bunch of these people play yes, at this festival. Um, yeah. I'm, I, you know, being that neither one of us had any idea who she was prior, not saying that she doesn't have a fan base, mm-hmm. but just, we didn't know about her. And, um, yep. this was good. This was good fun to, to, to listen to somebody. Yeah. I purposely just listened to the live album because I really wanted to see what you were going to take out of this because I knew I knew you were mm-hmm. into it, and like just hearing different tidbits from the different albums. There's just a lot of fun to. She's talented. She's crazy talented. Sure is. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. So that is. Uh, I'm gonna play a little bit more for, as we close out. I'll use uh, one of her tracks from the live album to close out our, our show. But that's that's her her full catalog right there. Um, you know. Yeah from you know 2000 i guess from 1999 if we said we decided that hometown was from 99 so 
you know, from 99 up until 2020. So 20 years of. So her last album was so. live at live 2020, yep. but she's currently on tour. So if you visit her site, she's on tour. She started August 7th and she's mm -hmm. going through 2023. You know, um, yep. and she's, which I'm not surprised that her albums are so scattered because of the fact that she loves to tour. She loves to be live yeah. and, and that makes absolute sense. So mm -hmm. hopefully they grab another live album at some point, which would be very cool to hear. Yep. yep absolutely. This was, oh, and the one we, we didn't touch on, I, we, have the, the, we have to touch on this one because I forgot. Um, Blue Room, uh, the one with her oh, father. Oh, that's right. The one with her father, Blue Room. I, f I totally forgot about that. So let's, we'll just grab the top track, uh, Catfish Blues. This is with Anna Popovich and Milton, her father, Milton Popovich. Well, I wish I was a catfish Swimming in a whole old deep blue sea I have all you pretty women after me Well, my mother told my father About three months before I was born She said, boy, child, come and you know Got a rolling stone, rolling stone, rolling stone Very cool. I did not expect that. That was gritty. That was that was very cool. Yeah, I want to listen to that album now. Yeah, and they. Yeah, I did too. I, I didn't listen to it. I, I definitely need to take a listen to this one tomorrow. And they totally. I mean, I know they're they're father and daughter, but that doesn't always work. And they work. They really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. and then one more to throw at you before yeah. we do our, our our little wrap up but um i forgot to, to throw this one in the mix this one came out i think just this year yeah this came out in june of 2022 a uh, little little eric clapton tribute would you know If I saw you in heaven And would it be the same If I saw you in heaven I must be strong And carry on Cause I know I don't belong Would you hold my hand If I saw you in heaven And would you help me stay If I saw you in heaven I'll find my way What's interesting is that I think out of all of the stuff that we've listened to tonight that's the first one that really focuses more on her voice than the guitar. And I hear a little bit of Ava Cassidy in here. I hear that. I hear a little bit of her her accent and I, I and I yep. 
but still it's just and i love how we you know we talked about covers and we talked about how people do their own thing in the covers she really does a good job of paying homage to the song and its originality mm-hmm. with her yep. subtle with the subtleness of her influence to the song it's yeah. so it's it's a very like she does a very good job covering songs in her own way and and that's what mm-hmm. i think we spoke about with covers is that however the person covers it in their own way is what makes it unique to them as well because you're paying homage so she right. did a she did a great job with that song i'm glad you played that yep. yep this 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 was really this was good yeah it was this a good was one. a good one i'm glad i found her yeah no i'm glad you got that email and i'm glad you're still on a list for a yep. place that you'll never visit again uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um next week we have on mm-hmm. the docket the return of your friend Nick. Is he still able? The return of Nick? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. Yep. I was in his calendar. I meant to check with him today, and I just I forgot to ask him, but I'm, I'm going to check with him tomorrow and make sure he's still down if, for, if for next week. If he cannot, so. I'm going to do mm-hmm. my due diligence, and I'm going to do a little gathering of female blues artists to continue okay, cool. this conversation because I think she that Anna um, definitely brings something out to the table, like to show how yeah. certain genres are, 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 are dominated in, in, in a weird way. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. not in a weird way. It's just that they're dominated by, by the male musicians in, in this world. And, right. and, you know, with, with all these changes with, with equality and, 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 and all that stuff, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens because we're going to get new artists. We're going to get all different types of artists of all the different backgrounds mm-hmm. of all different sexualities of everything. And how is that going to change yep. that genre of music? And I look forward to hearing that and, 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 and being able to listen to that change because it's, it's, it's going to continue a genre of music moving forward, but it's going to take modern times to pull it forward. And, and I, and I think that's, yep. that's pretty cool. Um, I was looking at the um, at our schedule. So we do have Nick f- scheduled for next week, and then we have a potential part two with Nick because you know Nick. Last time Nick was here, we we talked for another week. Um, right. So if if that doesn't happen, we have uh, you know episode twenty one is free, and episode twenty three uh, is free as well. So um, either way, we can fit. We, that, we have that a f- blues, yeah we have a few episodes, um, and hopefully, your friend Charlie. That we spoke about i i haven't heard from him i emailed them All back right. and i gave him my cell phone and i said Char- here call me text me charlie. email me whatever let's get in touch let's get you if you're listening so, charlie hopefully he gets in touch soon email us we're charlie. looking for you buddy we're waiting for you yeah i'm, I'm excited so and mr yeah, and I our friend too. darren if you're listening because i know you listen mm-hmm we're ready yeah, for you we too. We got you slated for. Let's do this for that too. So I'll. Yep, absolutely. Anybody else that's out there that's yep. listening, that wants to hop on and chat, let us know. Maybe we can make it work. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And and then you have your episode twenty four coming up, our, which I'm excited. Episode twenty four is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because I'm going to start. I have to start that research this week because it's going to take me some time to yep. compile it and do it right because. Not that it's going to be scripted, mm-hmm. but we need to do it in such a way that it's a nice build up to the end. And then the end of the episode, it's just like, yep. what? 
and then we have a few more episodes and then we take a little not a not a break we're just going to regather ourselves for the holiday season because we have some stuff planned for that mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's moving yep. it's moving in a fun direction i'm excited about it sure is uh and i think that's it i don't have anything else that i can think of that needs to be shared yeah except for the closing do you have it open no i don't even yeah well all right that's fine <laughs> One of these days, I'll, p- I'll put the closing in the notes that yeah, I no, no, that's good. during the week. And I'll still end up reading them. But, you know, I think you got, aw- I think you got right, away yeah. with it twice. You did it twice, two or three. Yeah. So, yeah. Kyle, thank you. This was awesome. My pleasure. It was Do fun. you have, um, you probably listened to a little bit more than I had. Um, is there an album that you feel that people should just jump off with? I think the live at Amsterdam is a great album because that's what got me hooked. I, I didn't see that album on my list of things. So my... My top is is her newest one, uh, Live for Live or Live for Live, uh, from 2020. Um, you make a that's good the point. One I would start with, and Unconditional really hit me as well. Yeah, so I think you're right. I think it's Live for Live because she's living to play live. So I think you're right. Live to Live yep. for Live, and then Unconditional, and you can take mine as a third option. I enjoyed uh, Live at Amsterdam, which may have similar songs to Live for Live. So. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Until next week, I'm going to say this now. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Turn On The Music, the podcast. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry, guys. We're going to do that again, and I'll do it seriously. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Turn On The Music, the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Turn On The Music and on Instagram at Turn On The Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music. And let's listen to, let's do Tribe off of Live for Live.